Welcome to the Every Gamer Podcast. I'm Nick Wells. And I am Ben, aka Skitch256 on Twitch. You have not earned the privilege to learn my last name yet. <laughs> Take me on a few dates and we'll see. Yeah, he's a ghost. Um, yeah. But he's on Twitch, so he's I like a to play hard to get. Corporeal ghost? Corporeal, yeah, I mean, I, maybe. Maybe. We don't really talk about that stuff. Mystery. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is the Every Gamer Podcast. Um, the whole point of it is that we're just your average Joe gamers. We like to game Indeed. Uh, for the entertainment of it, uh, first and foremost. And um, the yep. whole purpose of this podcast is just to bring the everyday gamer's perspective on things. And hopefully as the podcast progresses, we want to try and bring in uh, guests and other average Joe gamers. And we're yep. going to bring in some of our, our clan mates and people that we play with regularly. And hopefully some uh, Twitch streamers that are just... Um, Bottom feeders? <laughs> <laughs> I think that is the preferred term. Sure, there yeah. you go. Uh, but just the average, uh, you know, little guy. Um, we want to get those perspectives. Um, you know, the big names are out there, but we want to give voice to the little guy. So. Yeah, the va- I mean, the vast majority of gamers are not people who do it professionally or mm-hmm. do it um, on Twitch or YouTube. It's mostly just people just playing games on their phones or on their laptops or, or, you know, or consoles or things like that. So... There's a lot of voices that aren't heard regularly, and Nick and I are good friends, and we like to hear each other talk. So we figured, <laughs> why not do a podcast? That's what people do when they like it. when they like their own thoughts. They yeah. do podcasts, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So why don't we just get in the same room, take our shirts off, and talk yeah. to a mm-hmm. recorder? Mm-hmm. Oh, just shirts? Okay, I'll put my pants back. On. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're gonna go into a brief intro of who we are. Um, so Ben, why don't you start us off? Um, who are you? Um, why do you game? Yeah, so uh, again, like we said, my name is Ben, and I, I've been a gamer. I mean, in some capacity, since I was a kid, you know, I can still remember playing my brother's NES, yeah. um, being really terrible at it, uh, and so I've kind of continually played games throughout my life, and uh, even as I'm I'm older now, I'm about thirty. I'm, well, I'm in my thirties. I still like to play video games, and for a long time, I felt weird about that. Because I was like, there's going to be a point where I'm supposed to grow out of this or something. And then it just kind of dawned on me that there's really nothing inherently mature about watching 22 guys run down a field <laughs> with a ball, you know? So, like, what's wrong with <laughs> what's wrong with playing games yeah, as my like true. primary pri- my primary hobby? And I've also just found that um, it's a great way to stay connected with friends. Nick is actually one yeah. of my best friends from college. Mm-hmm. And we used to room together and all that stuff. But, you know, as life has changed, as we've gotten married and moved moved away and pursued our own career goals goals and things like that gaming has been one of the things that's kept us actually connected as friends i I can remember before we started gaming uh together after he moved we barely spoke for like a year and then and then we started playing destiny one together and we spoke like four nights a week after that (laughs) yeah it was really great to to stay connected like that i mean i've even met um like man pony which hopefully we're going to bring him on for an interview (laughs) he is hilarious yeah but you know he's i'd never met that's not his real name that's not his government name no his real name (laughs) is uh stefan there you go um (laughs) pony but uh yeah he's really funny we want to give him uh an interview but like i didn't meet him in person we played destiny for probably a year and a half before i ever met him and Mm -hmm. then he he came to ben's bachelor party at at my house in georgia and um yeah, he ended up being a really cool guy, and we just connected. And yeah, I've been playing games with him, uh, Destiny primarily, for like yeah. three years now. Um, so that's just a really cool way to stay connected with our friends, um, me and Ben, to stay connected. Yeah. Um, 
And, we, uh, we enjoy gaming for the hobby of it. We think it's fun. We think it's a great way to tell stories and get involved in those stories. Um, it's also a great way to build community and stay connected with buds. You know? Absolutely. So that's that's a lot of what's kept me in gaming. Mm -hmm. And that, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in mm -hmm. uh, actually what Twitch is doing and kind of the community that he's he's built and, and the people that he's met through what he's doing. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, same for me. I, I play and stay connected with friends, and I, I feel like most gamers do that. They, they stay connected through gaming. Um, you know, we in our clan, we've got people from... Five five different states and one in the Bahamas too, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, it's just really cool that we can uh, jump on and play this really fun game and stay connected and have a great time. But yeah. I mean, through those times, we actually talk about what's going on in our lives and keep keep connected and, and updated with uh, <laughs> with what we're doing in our actual lives, like yeah. our our careers and you know our families and talk about stuff like that. So sometimes for sure, my wife gives me. A <laughs> Hard time. I remember one time I was playing with Drew for like three hours one night, <laughs> and she was like, "How's his wife?" And I was like, "I, I guess she's fine." <laughs> she's like, "What did y'all talk about?" I, was like, I don't know the game. I, it's a, we quoted Arrested Development. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Sometimes uh, we talk about real life. Yeah, and that's that's been the the fun thing about it is um like just because we're playing the game we don't necessarily just talk about the game we talk about life talk yeah. about things that are going on because we are friends in real life too um mm -hmm. and uh what's interesting is sometimes the game came before the friendship but then sometimes the friendship came before the game so it, but yeah. you know at the end of it we're still friends and we're still playing games for sure um so where did you get started in gaming what was the first game you played what was the game that got you into gaming oh man so like the first game i ever played it's like I feel like I can remember playing Shinobi on the NES, <laughs> which I had no idea what was going on. I remember yeah, Battletoads, you know, yeah. like what got me into game. Like I played, I had a Super Nintendo in my room later on in life, and so like I played a lot of. I had four games that I played, and I, and I didn't have any money to play more. So <laughs> of course, those were all hand me downs from my brother. Um, and the first system I got that was actually mine, my brother broke. Uh, my older brother, mind you. The one who works for IBM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my my seven years older than me brother broke my Sega <laughs> because he got mad at X-Men or something like that. Yeah. Um, I thought about, I probably started gaming seriously, like, or not seriously, but it became like one of my main hobbies probably in high school, uh, and I can just remember getting really obsessed with Halo. Oh, yeah. Um, the original, the first one? Yeah, the original Halo one. Uh, <laughs> that's the Department of Redundancy Department. <laughs> Um, but, you know, doing the LAN party thing, hanging out with buds from soccer, yeah. uh, getting 12 of us together in a room and, um, you know, giving us, like, inappropriate names, like, you got killed by diabetes or something <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> things like that. Uh, but, I mean, I played a lot. I played games throughout my whole life. But it, yeah. I guess when it became, like, a pretty serious hobby was junior high or high school. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. What about you? Um, the game, so what's interesting how I got into gaming was through my dad, who doesn't play games, but <laughs> for some reason he he was playing Wolfenstein 3D, the first one, and uh, I remember like watching him play it, which, is, I mean, I was like, I was like seven, watching. Really age appropriate. Watching Nazis get killed, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, no, but that was a game that I saw, I was like, what is You're never this too young thing? to learn to kill Nazis, yeah. apparently. <laughs> uh, super violent game, very graphic, uh, it was great for me though. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was the game that I saw, and it was just so interesting because I'd never seen any sort of thing like it before. Because um, games to me were board games, um, 
they were this uh, kind of thing I've heard of before, but never to the fidelity that was Wolfenstein mm. at that mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, and first-person shooters, that whole thing. I mean, a lot of um, text-based adventure games and RPGs and stuff existed, right. but... Um, like I totally I forgot. I'm sorry. I totally... I didn't yeah. Mean to I forgot. When I was like, really young, <laughs> back when, like, Windows 98, when yeah. you had to boot up DOS right. to play video games, I played... Uh, Star Wars um, Dark Forces, the first one. <laughs> that's insane. I played that game so much. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember the cheat codes from that game. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's part of the yeah. game that kind of triggered it off of you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the same thing. Like, I watched my dad play, and then, like, right. we got a Sega, and I played the heck out of some Sonic and Hedgehog. Nice. Sonic and Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> they're, they're one person. The adventures of Sonic and a Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, for, like, Ron Swanson there for a second. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I, I I played that, and then Shining Force uh, was a was one. a it was a tactics based uh, turn based RPG. Oh, okay, cool. Um, that blew my mind because I never played an RPG before, uh, but it was kind of my thing. I I loved it, and, and that's sort uh, of lifelong love for you because you love RPGs. I love too. RPGs. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, when Final Fantasy VII came out, yes. that was the the game that that, big that got me like into gaming for sure because. It was this this adventure that you went on for hours and hours. It had four discs, which I'd never even heard of, yeah. you know, because I've been playing cartridge-based games yeah. before that. Um, but that was what set it off for me, and like I've, I've been hooked ever since. RPGs. And of course, Final Fantasy VII is one of those cultural touchstones, yeah. you know, that everyone, most everyone from our generation, has got some experience with that game. Oh, and yeah. we're still begging for like a remaster. Yeah, and because like it, it, I mean, what it did for the industry as far as um, RPGs, it showed uh, what was possible. Mm-hmm. They were pushing the limits of the PlayStation at the time, and I think it 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 started a lot of. Um, I think it it was one of the first games to do um, do anything in, in like three D format like that. Mm. Um, an yeah, RPG. That makes sense. Um, and I actually wrote a little paper on it when I was in school about like what it what it did for the oh, industry cool. yeah. um but yeah i mean since then i've been hooked on, on rpgs and uh yeah that's kind of how i got started was actually watching my dad play wolfenstein so okay. such an interesting um interesting starting point for sure um but it you know gaming is like nothing nothing else um it, it's it's it, it is a unique um it's, it's a unique interactive uh media yeah. for that for that aspect I mean I'm, I'm reading a book is interesting and you can absolutely interact with that in some ways in your mind and then watching a movie you, you experience that subjectively but a game asks you to take part in it yeah and to co-create the story in some way or the experience and, and I agree there's not much as far as media or entertainment goes yeah I, I it's hard to think of anything that operates at the same level. Well, I think any sort of author, um, their whole point of telling you a story is to get you immersed in that story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know of any... There, I'm sure that there are people like that out there, but I don't know of any authors that say, I just want you to be a, a passive... Passive, yeah, recipient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, most of the time, they want you to be immersed in this world they're trying to create and be right. a part of the story. Right. And video games actually allows you to do that, mm. literally. By assuming a, a character of, of some kind, yeah. Exactly. Or to create your own story. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so here are the parameters, but we're going to build this, this incredible world for you and have you engrossed in the story yeah. and become this character, which I think it's it's an incredible uh, medium for sure for storytelling. Yeah. Uh, debatably, for me, it's, it's the best medium for storytelling. Um, like... Uh, 
like Celeste. I mean, it's, yeah. it's such a simple game. It's such, such simple mechanics, right. but you get so immersed in that character. And Absolutely. What she's going through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's a uh, it's it's incredible. I love I love gaming, and you know, this is another way for us to to yeah. kind of connect with uh, with games is to do this podcast and right. have other people start thinking about these kinds of things too yeah and we really want to stress like we said earlier that we this is meant for any type of gamer in any situation mm-hmm. um if you if you play professionally that's great if you um like whether on twitch or youtube or yeah. like esports or something like that or if you're just a regular person playing a couple hours a week i mean nick and i don't do this full time no you know like i I most weeks I play on average maybe ten or hours or less, yeah. um, which is still a lot compared to some people my age. And I, I my full time job is I'm a PhD student. You know, I mean, I, yeah, right. I work forty to sixty hours a week, depending on how busy things are. And then I try and game a couple nights a week, and mm-hmm. then sometimes on the weekend. But and I know Nick plays when he can, but he's yeah. got lots of different side projects happening, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. And that's the thing. Like we we game to get away from that other stuff. It's like a a way of relaxing. Um, yeah. Because we're in our lives, you know, living our 24/7, lives. 24-7, we are in our lives. We're, we're living our lives <laughs> all the time. Yeah. But this is a way for us to kind We've of step not away from that. temporarily or yeah. anything, yeah. It's, it's a good way for us to step away from that and um, not to escape from our lives, but as a way of, of kind of taking a break from the stresses and yeah. uh, kind of becoming uh, a different character and um, just having fun. You know, it's it's our way of relaxing. Um, yeah. Definitely for me, it's a stress relief um, to be able to get on and, and mm-hmm. play. And mm-hmm. uh, It's really cool. My, my wife, like, she has her thing that she does to relax. Um and uh, and gaming, she knows gaming is mine. So like, she encourages me to, to play. And whenever um, uh, Ben is on or some of our other friends are on, she says, you know, you need to get on and play. You need to go play. Um, and so yeah. I think that's that's a really important um, part of me being able to relieve stress and relax is playing video games with my For friends. Sure. Yeah. All right. So let's go into um, what what are some of our favorite games? So. What are some of your favorites, all-time favorites? All-time favorites. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird because I'm I'm kind of a list guy. Yeah. And so I think about like top three, top five, um, and it's like I have a couple games that like are definitely in the tops of those lists, but I have complicated relationships with them. Oh yeah, for sure. So like Destiny One and Two, I've played that game more than any other game. Mm-hmm. You know, those games more than any other games, uh, by far. I mean I Nick and I played Destiny One, like I said, like four or five nights a week, you yeah. know, um, in the first year. And we 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 really love that game and at the same time it's got all these issues you know there's lots of things that have been wrong with the game if if you're familiar with destiny there's been a lot of issues with like the storytelling and the and the sequel that came out was really lackluster in some ways and they made it better it kind of has these ebbs and flows and so it's like i love that game it's one of my favorite games of all time for sure but in my top three favorite games of all time just these games that i have really nothing but positive memories of yeah i would be bioshock Oh yeah, you've told me a lot about that. Bioshock is, Bioshock is one of those games that like I would play today again. I've already I've, I don't usually play through story uh, single player story games more than once. Yeah, and I've done that one two or three times, and I would play it again because it's so good. <laughs> um, Resident Evil Four. Really? Yeah. I didn't I didn't even know this. Well, see that's the thing. I, I don't play Resident Evil games. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I don't, and I 
Resident Evil 4 was one of those games that like I scare really easily, so it's really not in my genre <laughs> at all. It's not my wheelhouse. I, when I first started playing that game, I could play it for about 30 minutes before I would <laughs> chicken out. And then it got to where I would play four hours without blinking an eye. You know, just like yeah. totally immersed in this. And I'm telling you, if a game can make inventory management and escort missions fun, <laughs> it's got to be one of the best games of all time. Yeah, it is right. good. And, and the escort missions are great, too, because you're trying to take care of this like high school girl. And she's like the president's daughter or something, something convoluted because it's, you know... It's a Resident Evil game. Yeah, right. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but, like, if you're escorting, it's like, here, hide in this trash can while I go kill all these zombies. And, uh, Very realistic. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I'm, I just love that game. It's one of the first games I played that also had um, cutscenes that would be, like, interactive. Like, yeah. you'd be watching a cutscene, and then all of a sudden you're supposed to press a button or you get ran over by a boulder or eaten yeah. by a zombie. <laughs> so a lot of that happened, like... Yeah. Oh, I'm watching this cutscene. Oh, I didn't press B in time. I got crushed. Oh, okay. Well, I got to go back and do that again. Um, but it was really interactive. It was a super immersive story, and I, I loved it. Um, and then uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time yeah. is definitely up there, just as far as... I've never played a game that felt so satisfying to go back through and unlock certain things as you gain the ability to do it. And I'm sure yeah. that... The, the, again, these are like like Resident Evil 1, 2, 3. I never played. Yeah. I played Resident Evil 4, and I loved it. Uh, Legend of Zelda, I never played any of the previous Legend yeah. of Zeldas. I played... Ocarina of Time and absolutely adored it. And I know that the original games did some some similar stuff when you got new abilities or yeah. new items. You could go back and unlock certain things. But just going going through and like learning the temples and playing through. I looked up a lot of guides because I was yeah. impatient in high school. <laughs> Who didn't? Yeah, yeah. but uh, I know a lot of Zelda fans would hate me for that. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> but but still one of the most satisfying games I've ever played. Yeah, um, for sure. And then of course things like Halo Reach. You know. Right. Me and my buddy Elliot would get up, and I mean, you know Elliot, but yeah. we would we would play. We I go over to his house at eight o'clock in the morning. We'd brew coffee and we'd play for four yeah. hours. You know, just in PvP. Just well, he was really into Resident Evil. Did is he the one that gets you into Resident Evil? No, he he didn't get me into it. I, I honestly don't even know why I picked it up. I think I just heard it was good and yeah. and went for it. That's interesting. I had a GameCube and there, <laughs> there I was. Yeah, you and Elliot are the ones who got me into Halo Reach and got oh, me gosh. into multiplayer. Yeah, because uh, I I hated it. <laughs> I think you still I, have a complicated. I, I do, I do. It's it's very complicated. Um, but yeah, it was one of those games to where um, I'm a I'm a co-op kind of person. I've always been. i you know whenever I played um, Madden uh, like 2007 with my brother or something like that. Yeah. Um, he would always want to play against, and I always wanted to play on the same team because uh, <laughs> yeah. he's super competitive, and I'm just I love doing cooperative stuff. Right. I like playing right. with a team. Uh, that's why the raids and Destiny. Such a hippie. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> totally a hippie. Um, but yeah, I mean the uh, I mean Halo Reach was was one of those games that that really stood out for me for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, honorable mention to Super Smash Brothers, the original. Yes. Not honorable mention, really. I love. Yeah. I had an N sixty four. I had two games. One was the Pod Racer game that came with the N sixty four, and I played it some with my dad, um, and then. But I played Super Smash Brothers yeah. like every day, right. and I would just just by myself because that that sounds really sad. I had friends, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but I would do three level nine yeah. CPUs and just play Smash Brothers for yep. hours, and I love that game so much. Yeah, it's such a simple uh, simple idea. Um, but yeah, I ended up playing a lot of Super Smash Brothers with this friend of mine, uh, Daniel. Um, 
it was just we would come over and we would spend all night playing Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Like eight so hours, nine hours. Um, yeah, it was just such a fun game. Uh, yeah, it's, that's one of those games that just you can pick up and play with anybody and yeah. it just ends up being fun. And I think a lot of that ends up being part of the, the design itself. So it's not just the game mechanics, but like the sound design and the uh, the colors that they mm -hmm. use, how vibrant it is. Well, how, and even just how many characters you can pick from that you know from other things that you love. Yeah, everybody you know? can pick something that they're nostalgic right. about. And, and Which, you know, I, I always went for Yoshi or, or Zelda. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, yeah, so some of my favorite games... Um, Final Fantasy VII, it's still got a really, really um, important it's so good. Uh, spot in my heart. Um, just, I mean, it's it's the one that got me in RPGs for sure, and so it's it's one of my all-time favorites. Tragic story about Final Fantasy VII. Oh, no. I also love that game, um, but I never beat it. Really? And here's why. Because two or three times I got 40 hours in, yeah. and something happened to my saves. I, the only one I can remember, I got like 40 hours in. I was doing really... Eris hadn't died yet, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I was play, I'd was played a lot, and my cousin deleted my entire memory card. Oh, my god. Along gosh. with my, like, 98% complete Kingdom Hearts save. Yeah. Like, only thing I had to do in that game was beat Sephiroth to get the final Keyblade, and then deleted <laughs> the entire thing. And I just, like, didn't have it in me to go back and try and finish is it, it uh, after that. Is it Will? No, it was Daniel. <laughs> oh, it was Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Daniel was super young, and he wanted to play PlayStation, and he deleted everything. Oh, and I was man. like, oh. yeah, that's why I was like, I I kept two copies of my that's memory smart. cards. That's very smart. Um, <laughs> just in case, I did not have that foresight. Yeah, because I was like super into um, Need for Speed games uh -huh. back on PlayStation. Yeah, and so I, I always kept multiple copies of my because like at one point I remember taking the memory card out and just thinking, what if I lost this? Yeah. There's like there's like yeah, 200 hours of gameplay or something like that on this. And, um, so yeah, Final Fantasy VII has, has always been a really important one for me. Uh, Far Cry Three, um, it's it's one of the games that pretty much every part of it uh, made a big impact on me. So the mm. design itself, the mm -hmm. mechanics, um, was that the, the one in audio? Africa or something? Like that? It was South America. Okay. okay. Um, and yeah, the the villain I think was, and I I think anybody oh, would right. agree. Uh, I think his name was Voss. Yeah. But he was one of the best designed and well written mm. and acted uh, villains of, of almost any game that I've I've ever. Yeah, I think he's I think he's pretty um, widely recognized as one of the best game villains. Yeah, and and I don't even think he was a main villain, if I remember right. This is this was like nine years ago or something yeah. like that. But, yeah. Um, he wasn't even the main boss, but he 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 stood out as being one of the best, like sadistic, and scary um, kind of characters in any video game for me, and mm. that really stood out. But yeah, it, it Far Cry just had this feel of first-person shooters, which I really liked, but it, it was also trying to inject a little bit of RPG kind of elements, um, mm. where you got to to choose your weapons that you went in with, and you know kind of make a loadout for yourself so right. that was really cool uh, unlike we played a lot of halo which you didn't really you know you, you have these basic weapons but you right. can't really switch switch them out um yeah. unless you pick them up on the battlefield or whatever yeah um i think i think fallout 3 um uh, might have been mm. probably is is one of my favorites because it's heavy rpg yeah first game i ever played no 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 oblivion 
Oh, okay. Oblivion. Yeah. Because it was the first game that I ever played that had super deep RPG mechanics. Yeah. Where you had inventory management, you had to balance skills. Mm. The story was vast, open world. Um, it was it was like what I wanted Final Fantasy VII to be, but couldn't at the time. Right. Um, but it was it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, and this was before um, uh, you moved in. Uh, me and Trey, we would <laughs> we would sit there and play that game for like eight nine hours, and we would trade off yeah. playing and watching. Well, then after I did move in, we did the same thing with Mass Effect Two. Yeah, exactly. And Skyrim. Which is so funny because like I just I never expected myself to be the person that would sit there and watch someone play for hours. Gosh. But you're I mean it's yeah. there's something really cool about it because you have kind of a team feel. One person is playing, the other person is watching. Right. But you're kind of like pointing things out and you're talking about what to do or you know what you might want to do yeah. in the game. Uh, but yeah, in that way, cooperative. It felt very cooperative to me and. Uh, even though I wasn't necessarily playing the game itself, I felt like I was there doing, you know, doing all the, the everything with the player. Well, Mass Either Effect Two was so cinematic too. I mean, sometimes yeah. you felt like you were watching a TV show, and then you know you could see what your buddy chose, right, to to do or not, and you could, and then two or three hours later, you could go through the same part. Right. Well, the thing was like, it, yeah. uh, there's so much um, choice, yeah, and you can create a completely different character and have a different experience while playing, even though you watched it. Exactly. Cinematics might be the same, but your characters are different and the play styles are different. Right. Um, I even think between you, me, and Trey, we all have completely different play styles. Yeah, um, probably so. But yeah, it's just really cool. Those, those yeah, Trey is an archer. And, he uh, is, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. definitely is. And that was the funniest thing. I watched him like get to a point in that game where he just stood in the back and he got <laughs> so powerful he could just shoot one arrow from a distance and just kill anything. Right. Um, but yeah, and then but you got those people like Will who is... Who always makes a big barbarian dude or soldier or whatever. <laughs> he wants to reflect him, yeah, himself in the game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so the character was constantly overweight. Uh, <laughs> my, co- my cousin is he's like 270 pound power lifter guy. Yeah, he's a strong man. We joke about him being obese. But he's, he's, yeah. He is technically overbeast on the BMI, but he's yeah. freaking jacked, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, he's super strong. Yeah, um, you're probably you're probably gonna hear his name every once in a while, uh, making fun of it. But yeah, he was yep. he's he was a gamer too, and uh, that's always a character he he played. But even again, you know, when he would play games, we would watch him sometimes, and he would play those characters and have a completely different experience than all of us. Yeah, um, which is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's a great thing about a lot of these games nowadays. You can have different experiences. Yeah. And, than another person that's playing the exact it's same It's very true. I mean, like, I mean, I love the Harry Potter books, but when you read that, you read it from the perspective of Harry. Yeah, absolutely. It's always Harry. Mm-hmm. And you bring your own subjective interpretations to some of it, but for the most part, it's laid out. I yeah. mean, that's what it is. And so, but we could all play the same game and have completely different characters. Yep. It's and different storylines. And yeah. it's, a, it's just a, it's a special medium. Yeah, for sure. All right, all right so what are you playing now, uh, Skitch? Yes. So, uh, I, like I mentioned earlier, I play... a pretty fair amount of Destiny 2, yep. um, but I'm in a place in that game where I, I kind of feel like I've got most of what I would like for now. Yeah. Um, there's still some things I want to catch up on as far as content goes, but I've been kind of itching to play some different things, and, and so I started playing this uh, puzzle game called The Witness. Yeah. I'm terrible at it. I mean, it's... it's And it honestly, like... <laughs> Like, I like it. I do. Yeah. But it's also one of these things where it has no chill yeah. when it ramps up the difficulty. It's like, oh, you solved one puzzle and learned the basic mechanics for that puzzle. And then you move on to the next one and it is just ratcheted up to 11. <laughs> and you're like, 
I'm too stupid to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a PhD student, and I'm too stupid to figure out this puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's still really fun, and it's been really, uh, honestly, a really atmospheric experience. I love any game that I, I, I jump in and I immediately feel immersed. Yeah, and that game is, is just so bright and vibrant. Yeah, the colors are amazing, the, uh, and the sound design, I mean, there's really not a whole lot of sound. Like, it's very quiet, but it's done intentionally. There's no intro to the game. You're just start off in a tunnel, and you are there on this island trying, I don't even know why I'm there, like, yeah. you know, but I'm... It's really a fascinating experience. I recommend that people try it. Um, if you're into puzzle games at all, or not, I think it's worth it. Mm -hmm. um, Nick mentioned earlier Celeste, which is a 2D um, platforming game. Pixel art. Pixel art platforming game. And it's um, it's super intuitive and fun to play. I got it for free on uh, Games with Gold, yeah. um, Xbox Live. And I wanted to give it a shot, and I didn't realize it till after I started playing it, but I received it a, a 10 out of 10 on IGN. Yeah. Like it was a perfect what they would consider a perfect game, which is pretty rare for an independent, yeah. especially like an independent 2D platforming game. Yeah. Like those those perfect 10 out of 10 scores go to like whatever Zelda game comes out every four years, <laughs> yeah, all right. uh, whatever Rockstar Games releases, mm -hmm. or CD Projekt Red, you yeah. know, Witcher 3 or whatever. Those games get 10 out of 10s, and then Celeste, this game came out, I was like, all right, well, and so I'm checking out, and like Nick was saying, the story is really interesting the music is incredible yeah like it's, it's beautiful it's really beautiful they do so well sticking with themes um so yeah. you can hear the same theme throughout the different styles of music but they they transfer uh, for into those right. different styles so well well the super cool thing is that there's like a postcard that shows up or something like that before whatever level you're about mm -hmm. to start and it plays the basic theme of yeah. the song that's going to play throughout that level yeah. Like it's still like three or four notes, yeah. but you can absolutely pick it up and, and, the, and it's just that kind of depth and, that's, and thoughtfulness that's that goes into That's beautiful sound design right there. It yeah. really is. It, I mean, it reminds me of like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah. Where like the soundtrack is every bit a part of that movie as the cinematography or the writing. Like, and it, it's, uh, it's the soundtrack is what forms a character. It is. It does. Yeah. Mother, it's telling the story yeah. as well. Absolutely. You know? And it's so perfectly thought out and intentional and it's really, it's really an excellent mm -hmm. game. And I've also... I've, I've, I've been picked up like uh, like three or four games I don't normally t types of games I don't normally play, but recently I've also started playing this game called Slay the Spire. Yeah, uh, you can get it on Steam, and I would recommend it to anybody who's interested in card yeah. and deck building games or roguelites. So like if you're not familiar with those terms, like a deck building game is you start off with a basic deck of cards or moves, and then as you progress through the game, you can build your deck in a certain way to play in a certain style. Um, so you can imagine like Magic the Gathering or like Pokemon card trading game. Like yeah. it's not act like as you're playing those games, you don't build your deck constantly, but it's kind of the same idea that you have move sets, offensive right. and defensive and skill-based moves. And so, um, and roguelites are games that really d rely on you to, uh, the whole game is designed around you dying and failing right. so that you can learn and come back and be better. So you think like Dark Souls or something right. like that. Well, that's uh, kind of the same mechanic as a lot of platformers, like Celeste. Yes, yes, Celeste is set that way. You're absolutely right, because mm -hmm. like you die and you learn the you learn the level and you come back and do yep. it again. Uh, and it's cool because you don't your character doesn't get stronger, mm -hmm. but you become smarter as a player. Yeah. And I like that. It's like uh, it's like you as a person are leveling up. Yeah. <laughs> Not your character. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's pretty cool. Um, and so it's it's just a it's a really fascinating game, and I've I've really been enjoying tinkering and playing with it and like we said we're pretty busy so any chance we can get to play that a little bit we i mean like i you know it's like 10 or 15 minutes i can boot it up and play a few right. levels and have, have a good time right 
Last, I guess this kind of fits under games I want to play. Yeah. I really want to check out this Apex Legends game yeah. in more more depth. I'm t terrible at BRs. Yeah. I played Fortnite for a few months when it came out, and I had fun for a while, and then I was like, I need to be more economic with my gaming time because yeah. I'm spending 95% of it dying. Right. <laughs> That's the reason I don't, I don't play a lot of Battle Royale yeah. stuff. And so it, it was kind of frustrating to to lose so often, but I think this game is different in that it you know it's like it basically requires you to play with buds. Yeah, it's got really interesting uh, character types and and abilities. You you can respawn a friend if they die, mm -hmm. uh, and it, so it seems like it's be a good a good game to play with guys like Nick. Yeah, or Man Pony like we mentioned earlier. And so that's a game I played a little bit, and I I want to play some more. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, I definitely want to check out uh, uh, Apex Legends. Uh, but as far as games that I'm playing now, of course, Destiny 2. Um, it has its ebbs and flows. Like it's it's good times and bad times. But yeah, it's always <laughs> been it's always been um, consistent for me as being a good game. I mean, it always hasn't been a great game, but you know, it's been fun to pick up and play. Yeah, I mean, it's even like that family member that's. They're doing okay sometimes, yeah. and they're not. You know, sometimes you're really proud of them. Yeah. Sometimes you don't really talk about them. You but know? It doesn't mean you, you put them in a in a trash can out back. And no, no, no. They're still um, family. But yeah, it was one of those games to where like it. I mean, there there are times where where it wasn't great, but I could still pick it up, play it, and have fun. Yeah. Um, and but of course, you know, playing Destiny, uh, playing with with our group, um, keeps us connected. So I really really enjoy the game. And the game mechanics are fun. Uh, even when you go to other... It's just fun to shoot things. Yeah, when you go to other... I think it's it's it has the best um, gun mechanics oh. and fire mechanics yes. that I've ever played in any game. And I think they, they work in the abilities really well, too. And yeah. I think that's something that Apex Legends has going yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, the gunplay feels really nice and tight. It um, does. The abilities, I think... Um, they're doing pretty well. I think they're fairly well flushed out. Yeah. Uh, and balanced. Pretty balanced, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's why I prefer Apex Legends over um, something like Fortnite right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I just couldn't get the feel of Fortnite. It just feels well, a little too squishy. Fortnite is different too because you're not just shooting things. Yeah. Like you have to build and you have to be able to get at that. Sure. And, you have to, and there are so many different controls to get used to. It's fun if you can do it, but it was a lot. It was a lot to keep track of. Yeah. And so I think this would be a little bit more simplified. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I am playing Apex. Well, technically we are playing Apex Engines, but we've only played one, one we're night. We're playing right now. Um, yeah, currently while we're recording, <laughs> we're playing. We just lost our fourth match. Master sound designer is editing out the clickety class. Yeah. Um, Another game I'm playing right now is Celeste. Um, I'm a little bit on a break with it because uh, I'm not a platformer. I, I just, I'm just, I've just never been a platformer yeah, game yeah. guy. But Celeste is incredible. It's, it's a great game. Well, I'm not really either, and that's simple. the thing. It's yeah, like, it's just a great, it's just a good game. But I think that that shows really good game design. Yeah. Um, when if it's not your cup of tea, you still enjoy it. Yeah. And I can absolutely appreciate it. Um, I felt the same way about uh, Ori and the Blind Forest. I played through about halfway. I need to try and, that. But there's actually some RPG elements too. Oh, which okay, is really cool. cool. Yeah. Um, you can upgrade skills and do stuff like that. That's awesome. So it's a great game. I mean, um, I gotta check that out. The guys who did sound design for The Witness also did it for Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, cool. So same guys. Um, so really well sound designed. Um, shout out to Wabi Sabi Sound. Uh, Way to go, Wabi Sabi. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, other games that I'm playing right now. I, pl I started playing uh, Quantum... Of Solace. Quantum something. That, that uh, launched with the Xbox Quantum. One. I, know, I think I know what you're talking about, but... 
only we had a device that could connect us to a large amount of information. Oh, like some sort of cellular yeah. or have you, large computational tuna. device? Have you seen my <laughs> cellular phone device? Um, anyways, it's like that, quantum break or quantum. I, I think I, quantum yeah. break. That's it. Is that okay. quantum break? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the mechan- the gameplay actually feels incredible. It feels really, really good. I got. I was really surprised by it. The abilities are really fun. I just don't think it got. I think they were trying to do too much with the cinematic stuff. Mm. And, uh, but I does kinda, it have the dude that played Iceman in the X Men movies? Yes, yes I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot of actually big name actors in that, um, yeah. and they actually have um, cinematic like live action cinematics mm-hmm. that you can download and um, play oh, in between cool. chapters and stuff. Um, so really interesting idea. I think it's just a little too much. It takes you a little bit too much out of the game world when you do stuff like that. So yeah. didn't really like that part of it. But the game itself feels really good. Um, mm. I need to finish it. Uh, it's just not one that, you know, that I... You know, I'll go back to it's it. It's not sometime. calling you back, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Red Dead Redemption uh, too. Oh, yeah. Super amazing game. Um, I actually have had to take a break from it as well. Um, I don't know how they do it. I mean, that game is so gorgeous. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of defies just the the console it's playing on. I don't know how it's possible that they they get so, that sort of fidelity and detail in the world. Yeah. Uh, but again, that shows great design, great programming. Um, you know, I think Rockstar just. They they know how to flush out a game, even though it. it I mean, it, it, it did release with some bugs, of course, but um, that's, I mean, it's that's nothing compared nominal, to like a yeah, uh, nothing compared to like a Bethesda. Yeah, game, exactly. You know, um, but yeah, those are the those are the games I'm playing right now. Um, Red Dead Redemption, of course, like a RPG type game for sure. Um, open world, I love open world games. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's that's what I'm playing right now, kind of all over the place. Um, I think Destiny is the one game that kind of keeps me grounded that I'm consistently right. playing. Um, games as, as as far as games that we want to play. I yeah, know that we're talking about Apex Legends, but do you have any other games that that's kind of in your <laughs> it's like in your brain? It drives me crazy. Virtually every single PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, is a game I want to play. Like Spider Man, you're gonna be able to play Spider Man. I want to play Spider Man. Yeah. I want to play. Um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. I want to play God of War. I want to play all of the um, in- Uncharted. Yeah. Series. It's like there's like seven or eight single player games. Yeah. I would love to play, and if they were somehow available for download on PC, I would do it. But yeah. they're all PlayStation exclusive, and it drives me insane. Yeah. I'm really hoping. I'm really, especially with all this talk between like Xbox and Nintendo or Microsoft and Nintendo, I'm really hoping we're getting to a place where cross-play and cross-save are going to become sure. the the norm. Uh, Fortnite did it, and it makes like three billion dollars a month. Or I something think that's crazy. a big. I think that's a big thing. Is like <laughs> it's shown it can be done. So now people are kind of like, why isn't it done more often? Well, and p- part of it too is like, Sony is the big dog on the console. Yeah. Uh, and and the console stage, like they're they're doing the best as far as making money on consoles compared to Nintendo or Xbox. And so they don't feel the need to play nice. Yeah. You know, Xbox has been kind of taking a backseat, but they're really opening up. They're making a comeback right now. They're making a comeback for sure. I think Phil Spencer's doing a good job, and mm-hmm. everything I've heard from people who know a lot more about video games than me says that he is really setting it up for success in the next yeah. few years. Um, but Sony just doesn't want to do that, and it drives me, oh, it drives me crazy. Yeah, cause, for sure. You know, because you look at Xbox. I mean, Xbox and PC have parity all over the place because yeah. it's Microsoft, but that's a side note. Um, but, yeah, I want to play 
all of those games look awesome, and I would love to like really great storylines and and controls, and they're beautiful, and mm-hmm. and just they look incredible. I'd love to play those. Yeah, for sure. Sony, any Sony game. Yeah. Uh, exclusive. Um, probably. Oh, to clarify, the reason why I don't is because I don't have a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> Has his PlayStation, but he won't get games yeah, for it for some reason. I won't, yeah, it just sits on my desk, and I can't play it. I don't know. Doesn't hasn't figured out how to turn it on yet. Yeah, uh, I'm an Xbox fanboy. I don't know. Um, games I want to play. Um, I'm kind of interested in the Far Cry New Dawn. Um, mm. I really like that they continue to get more RPG with it. Yeah. I mean, it, it lends itself to being able to do that. Um, I had a great time with Far Cry Five. You, we started playing it cooperatively for a little up, bit, yeah, it was and fun. it was it was fun. Um, you kind of fell off of it, uh, but it, I, just, it just didn't get its hooks in me. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a well made game. It sure. just wasn't the game that like I kept on like I want to play Far Cry. Like I just didn't feel that way. Yeah, and um, and you know I've always been a big fan of Far Cry, yeah. the Far Cry series since Far Cry Three. So I you know. I played right through it and I really enjoyed it and I thought I think the the next one that's coming out should be pretty interesting. I'm interested in in, in Metro Exodus. Yeah, that looks really really cool, but I don't know if I'm. T- uh, you know, we we're probably gonna get into this in a different episode. Yeah. Um, but the, it's it's not worth me going through all the effort to to get it. Mm. Um, um, it's you know it's it's uh, I've been interested because I've been watching videos on it forever, yeah. but. Uh, but yeah, I think Bethesda's um, space game Starfield. Um, I'm interested in that yeah. because I've always been a big fan of Bethesda, except for this last Fallout game. Um, <laughs> Fallout. Uh, Fallout dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seventy six. Um, but I think Bethesda. They. I mean, they still have good designers and good dev team. They're just making some bad calls. Yeah. Um, I mean, Skyrim is arguably one of the best games ever made. Yeah, for I mean, sure. like, of any genre. Yeah. It's an incredible game. Mm-hmm. You know that they can do it, and you know that they care, but yeah. this fall, anyway, we could talk about Fallout 76 yeah, for a long so, time. But. but yeah, I'm really interested in them doing, like, something completely off the, the beaten, ta- beaten path. Um, yeah. Like, a, a space game. Yeah. With, um, you know, RPG mechanics that Bethesda does. That's really, really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um,. Yeah, pretty pretty much just name an RPG, and I'll probably be interested in playing it. <laughs> right. um, pretty simple there. Yeah. All right, so let's get into um, where we are in relation to the gaming industry. Um, yeah. Tell me about what you're doing now, Skitch. So, um, yeah, so I'm an average gamer. Like I said, I only play about 10 hours a week, but that time that I have to play, I also broadcast on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this in the introduction when I said my name is Ben. And I'm Skitch256 on Twitch. That's Skitch256. Skitch256, everyone. Twitch.tv backslash Skitch256. I just realized uh, actually a couple weeks, like I say a couple couple months ago, what Skitch means. What does it mean? Apparently it's like, it's what what kids do when they grab the back of a car and like roll their blade. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's Skitching apparently. I didn't know that. I got it from a movie called... That thing you do, yeah. where the main character is a drummer and his nickname is Skitch, and I really liked, I like the idea of playing drums. Yep. And that's what got me into playing drums, and so I went with Skitch two five six, yeah. random numbers. They don't really mean anything. It's just Skitch was taken. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so, so I've been watching like content creators, people on YouTube or or uh, Twitch um, for years now. I started watching Mr. Fruit around the time that Destiny came out. Yeah. And I, I got to where I was watching Mr. Fruit videos. I mean, I watch them. I probably watch one every day. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he's he's one of my heroes as far as content creation goes. Guys like Datto, a lot of the guys are on Destiny. Um, yeah. And then eventually I heard of Twitch. I had not heard of it for two or three years after I started watching YouTube content. Right. Um, and, our, you know, I started watching King Gathalion on Twitch. He's right. pretty, and, and honestly, when I first tuned into Twitch, I was like, I don't really get, I don't really get why people want to do this. Like, yeah. I don't really get why people would want to watch other people play video games and then pay them money to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but eventually I, got, I found, like, some broadcasters I really enjoyed. King Gathalion is by far my favorite. I mean, to me, it's just like every day he's doing something entertaining and funny. Yeah. Um, and he's just fun to watch. Um, but like like Nick and I have said, we played Destiny. We played Destiny 1 together, and it's like six of us, six of my, you know, me and five of my best friends in the world. Yeah all getting together to play like raids and stuff like that. And I just felt like every time we got together and played, it was really fun and funny. You yeah, know, like, we laughed a lot. Yeah, I found myself like two or three times every time just being like, hey guys, you know, in, in the middle of a fight or whatever. Yeah. And, I'm, and, and they'd be like, yeah, what's up? And I'm like, I'm having a really good time. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just good. And at, at one point I was like, I really am sad that none of this is recorded. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, because even if only I would enjoy it, yeah. I would go back and watch it and laugh at the same jokes and the same quotes and, the, you know, whatever. Yeah. And the same setups, the same things that somebody does in a raid crew that just drives me us crazy or yeah. whatever. And, and I, I would think it was funny and entertaining. And at a certain point, like, anybody who makes content, you have to trust that if you think it's entertaining, yeah. someone in the world might. Right. Um, and so I started listening to a podcast by Professor Broman and his brother T-Rex. They're both Twitch streamers called Streaming 101. Mm -hmm. uh, and they basically just said, like, listen, if you have an up-to-date console, just try it. Right. Just try it. Because the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 have streaming capability on Twitch mm -hmm. or um, Mixer for uh, Xbox more specifically. But... And I was like, you know what? I've toyed around with this idea for a while. I've always thought it was cool what people do on YouTube. I really like to be able to record the stuff that we do as buds because yeah. it's just funny and fun. Uh, I'm going to give it a shot. Yep. And so I started streaming, and I really enjoyed it. Like yeah. I, I had a lot of fun doing it. I had a lot of fun interacting with random people that came to the chat. And it just felt good to give it a shot. And so I started doing that more often and I built a PC partially for work reasons and then uh, but I also made sure it had the components so I could stream through it and have a better quality stream and justification that's right <laughs> that's right when, when it's not your like life you have to make it work for multiple purposes I need this computer for quote work unquote <laughs> I do I do I work um, and so I started streaming probably I guess it was December of 2017 yeah um and of course, you know, only streaming like twice a week or two or three times a week, you don't build a channel very quickly. Sure. But over time, I've been able to um, build a community, and I'm now a Twitch affiliate. Yeah. Which basically means that like um, I can get paid, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. like to do that. And I um, I know there's like a lot of it's, you have to be really careful when you're talking about Twitch because if you talk about money, people are like, you're only doing it for the money. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I'm not only doing it for the money. I did it for free for a year. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it was fun and I enjoyed it. And I still would do it for free. But it's also nice to get a reward on investment or to find... It's a, it's a, it's really, honestly, it's validation. I mean, people, there's time invested there too. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. And and it's... And it, but like I said, I think one of the biggest things is the validation yeah. that somebody is enjoying the content that I'm producing yeah, or absolutely. enjoying hanging out on the Twitch channel or thinking what I'm doing is funny. And so all that to say, uh, where I'm at in the gaming industry is I stream twice a week generally. Um, if I've got some free time or me and my wife aren't hanging out, 
if she's out of town or something like that, I might stream a couple more days in the week when I've got time. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of like an, uh, my my Twitter says it perfectly. I'm an amateur streamer and a professional Dr Pepper fan. <laughs> yeah. Drinking uh, one right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm drinking one right now. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, there's definitely some difficulties and challenges in there. Like it can it can be really it can be tiring. Sure. You know to do it. It's and it's because you feel like you're on your you feel like you're supposed to be entertaining and sure. and it doesn't. It's like my buds have always been have all been super supportive, like Nick and Man Pony, and we've got some bunch of other guys who are like really supportive of the content. Joe, who's your, uh, who's your... <laughs> Joe bought me a Twitch shirt and a coffee mug because yeah. he's just a nice guy, and he keeps throwing you some bits. <laughs> he does. He, th- he throws <laughs> me his bits. Yeah. Um, and it can be like, is this funny? Is this entertaining? And people think I'm stupid. Like you yeah. can get in your head about that kind of stuff. I just kind of push through it. Oh sure. And it's been a really rewarding experience. Yeah. Like I, um, I've been able to. For the first time, meet some really cool people online. Yeah, like I met a couple buds through a Twitter post. I made a Twitter post about some coffee I was drinking. Yeah, uh, King's Coast Coffee, which is uh, partially owned by Professor Broman and King Nathalian. And this guy commented on it. He seemed like a nice guy, so I went to his Twitch channel. Yeah, and I met him, and I met his moderator Smizmar, and now I play with them probably every week. You know, yeah, uh, randomly throughout this internet connection. And it's just been cool to like build a community of smaller streamers and just really kind people um, on Twitch and and um, so yeah, it's been it's been super fun and I'm I'm really enjoying it. I think that was a really interesting part about um, about Twitch is like you met you met a lot of really cool people and like yeah. one of the the when it clicked in my head like you were actually meeting these people and they knew who you were and you knew them was like you rated. Um, some random person I never knew, and yeah. they're like, "Skitch, how you doing?" And he's like, <laughs> right. "He's a really nice guy. You guys should check out his channel." I was like, "This is really cool." And every single time you raid someone like yeah. a acid train or something like that, um, they're always the same way. He's like, you guys need to check out Skitch. He's really awesome. He's got a really cool perspective. This sort of stuff. <laughs> I met some. I met some really great people who are about trying to like build connections and really, yeah. you know, like rising water floats all boats kind Absolutely. of idea, you know. And so we're all trying to help each other out and. And build just like a fun community. That's that's kind of my goal in Twitch is yeah. to have fun and to build a community where people can come and hang out and just enjoy themselves. Sure. Um, and hopefully feel you know encouraged about the day or whatever's going on. But yeah, yeah, it's been it's been really it's been really fun. Did you expect that at all? Um, that part of it was that something you were thinking? I think my whole goal was to be like was to focus on fun and community. Sure. Because I'm not I'm not a top tier player. Like I can make a nice play every now and again in PvP and Destiny or something sure. like that. Like occasionally I can look like a really good gamer. <laughs> but I'm very aggressively average. <laughs> Just above the <mediocre. laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yes. And uh but I like having fun and I like entertaining people and I like building community and it just seemed like that was that was the whole goal in the first place. So in, right. did I expect that it would work? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I expected it would work, but yeah. I hoped it would. <laughs> and yeah, so far it's been great. And uh, hopefully we'll get Schmizmar in here eventually. But he's like the great—I'm yeah. I'm just calling him the Nexus. You know, like he is—he's yeah. like the connecting point to a bunch of the dis- these different streamers that I've met. Yeah, because he just—he has a lot of great friends and um, and a lot of great connections. But yeah, he's got such a good personality too. Yeah, I think he's, he's really chill, chill really nice funny guy. guy. Um, of course, like we we connected with him immediately just because like all the Futurama references and he's yeah. got the same sense of humor as us. Quoting Ocean's Eleven, yeah, yeah it's, stuff is like we speak the same language. But it's really cool. It's like oh, there's another person like us out there in the world. <laughs> We're not uh, yeah, we, we you know every time we play with him, we always have a good time and uh, yeah, it's just so funny. Um, 
this community pops up and you can have fun and like whenever even though he's part of a different destiny clan he comes and plays with us all the right. time yeah uh, which is a really cool thing you know yeah. it's not about competing it's about having fun absolutely each other all right so what do you what are your expectations with the twitch channel do you have any like what do you think where do you see it going I mean, i've got goals you yeah. know like i mean it would be really nice to <laughs> this is gonna sound so terrible and Twitch, like, you have to reach a certain amount of money to actually get the money sent to you. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so, I mean, part of it's like, I have money sitting somewhere in an online account for playing video games, and it would be nice to have access to that. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. Uh, but obviously, like, the main goal is to continue having fun. Yeah. Uh, to continue building the channel. Sure. Like, I would love for all that stuff to continue. And, and of course, I'm doing, like, side projects, like... I'm trying to put together a, a, a YouTube compilation of some funny clips, yeah. you know, or things like that, or the times I occasionally pop off, you know, sure. skill-wise. Um, most of it's funny stuff, though. Uh, and then um, doing the podcast right now is, is, is great fun. Mm -hmm. And then oh, I had a thought and it completely slipped my mind but oh, as far as the goals. But, yeah, I think a lot of it just has to do with, like, just building the channel and continuing to enjoy myself doing it. Sure, yeah, yeah. so it doesn't really... It's not really like a, a primary thing where it needs to hit a hundred. No, no, and I, and I don't like have that. any expectations. Like I try not to have like hard expectations like that. Like sure. a lot of Twitch, like I don't really believe in luck mm -hmm. um, because of my my religious perspectives. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like if you look at what makes people successful on Twitch, it's yeah. like they're doing good content and they get lucky. Right, exactly. <laughs> they get rated by somebody really big, or they get noticed for something, or they yeah, they one of their clips becomes really popular. It's like it, you have so little control sure. over success on Twitch, quote unquote, that a lot of it's just like just just enjoying yourself, and then if something big happens, that's great. If not, I'm having fun doing what I'm doing. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I can respect that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so kind of where I am, or yeah. I guess where. Yeah. My experience in the industry is um, when I finished uh, college with a degree in audio production, I thought I was going to be in music, uh, music mixing, recording, that sort of thing. Uh, I had a six-month internship at a studio, and it just it wasn't what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be in the music industry after yeah. that. Um, I was starting to resent what I was doing, starting to resent... The music industry starting to represent the people that were in it and well, so Nick, I, I mean i think you're being pretty unreasonable everyone you're working with is a complete tool so um <laughs> that's fair that's fair <laughs> yeah um no so I, I i really wanted to make a shift into game audio because uh far cry 3 uh, i mentioned earlier yeah. had a huge impact where um there was one moment where i was i was trying to stalk a tiger i think it was and i'm crouched and i'm like you know walking slowly through the grass and like I hear the tiger behind me and I'm not playing in surround or anything like that just the stereo becomes the prey. but just the way that they mixed it and I don't know if they had binaural um, audio going through it or anything like that but just the way that it was mixed and, and the way that they presented it I heard the little kind of growl or purr behind me and I whip my character around and there's a tiger charging at me <laughs> um, and that was just that was after that uh, that encounter that was like one of those moments where i was just like i can't believe how effective that audio was mm. um mm -hmm. and so i started paying more attention to like the gun sounds and the designs and this is while i was still in school for audio production yeah um and i was doing a little bit of like um short film um uh, set production post-production stuff for that um but sound design never really uh triggered in my brain as being something as a career uh, and so after that terrible internship, right before I was um, 
right before I was going to uh, graduate, I started looking into sound design for games and uh, met met a guy in Atlanta who, who'd been doing it. And um, he hired me the day after I graduated and I started working for him, mm. and uh, which mm-hmm. eventually led me to work on games like Paladins and Smite. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I mean, that's that was a huge... Being in the industry in that way as, I guess, a developer, um, it's so weird for me to say I was a developer, uh, but... You were. Yeah, uh, being uh, doing sound design for, for games, um, I saw how the machine worked, and yeah. um, being on that side of it, you'll get really sympathetic to developers in a hurry. Yeah. So I see a lot of these um, yeah. these things that happen, and people are just outraged with a developer, but... If you if you can be in it for a little bit, you would see how difficult games are to make. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even the independent ones. I mean, Celeste probably took years to make. Uh, yeah. Even by a small team working, you know, hours and hours and hours a day and sacrificing meals and time. Mm-hmm. And game dev is super super difficult, and um, it gave me a, a respect for all parts of it. Yeah, and and most of the time, the developers themselves are making. Yeah. Not making a whole lot. No, the publishers no, themselves are making a lot of money, but the devs, the devs do it because they love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. The the devs are are, you know, they're they're the bottom of the the barrel as far as like from the ground mm-hmm. up. Um, they're the ones on the ground level doing the work and yeah. and, and building the game. Um, so you know, uh, being on that side of it, I. I f- uh, touring the studio and seeing how many people are working on these games and you know going through like communicating with all these different people and just seeing what producers have to do to um, produce the games and the schedules and the logistics alone is yeah. a nightmare um, but how games even even get past a tech demo stage is incredible well yeah when I mean, um, you think about the process of just trying to create fun for yeah, other people exactly it's like you can make something technically sound, but if it's mm-hmm. not fun, then yeah. you've wasted. Yeah, you can create a game that's uh, beautifully, um, the gameplay is incredible, um, the mechanics of it just feel really tight, the physics are good, but if the story sucks, that game is going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, unless so, you're Destiny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're Destiny, then, exactly. then you'll be alright. <laughs> uh, but e- even that, like the, the backstory, if you took the story uh, out on its own, the story yeah. itself is not bad, it's just the way they presented the information was, was not great. Yeah. So I mean, if you go back to the lore, I think that was huge. So, like, uh, yeah, the grimoire is great, It's but the actual story was like, I don't have any idea right. what's going on. But, yeah. but I mean, uh, listening to people like uh, Mylan Games and My Name is Bife and oh, yeah. people that explain the story, it, mm-hmm. that, game, that world. The oh, the world building is incredible. It's yeah. beautiful. But yeah, just seeing like, even I even got um, a little obsessive about the iconography in the game, like how it was designed and yeah. how meticulous and how that tells a lot of the story yeah. too yeah um so yeah there's a lot that goes into into games like if you if you think how how long does it take to create one banner in destiny it probably takes hours to create just one banner sure. and there's hundreds yeah and then there's um so emblems i mean yeah uh there's all sorts of icons the shader icons the weapon icons those are all created by yeah. a person. Somewhere. Well, and that's, and that's all stuff that's connected. So, yeah. like, the, one thing that's happening on PC, this is a side note, but on PC, Titans were able to do this thing called Titan Skating, mm-hmm. where they could literally fly across. Like, you could go so fast that if you ran into a wall, you'd kill yourself. Yeah. And 
they were talking about how, like, we recognize this is a problem, but if we take away this ability, it completely breaks the Titan jump yeah. for people who are not doing this thing. Right. And so it took them probably, like, six months yep. to figure out a way to fix it. Like, yeah, because it's a... Well, it's... Without breaking the game. You know? Well, I mean, you think about it. It's like they built a 50-story building and it has <laughs> yeah. all these different materials, and then they're like, well, on the first floor, there's just one pylon that's not functioning like it should. Yeah. Uh, we got to figure out how to yeah we got to figure out how to extract this one pylon and make sure the whole building doesn't collapse yeah um, but it it's it's tough and so I'm I'm very um, sympathetic and I guess empathetic um, to yeah. to the devs uh, so um, but yeah I mean I I loved sound design I loved um, doing sound design for video games um, I did a lot of the um, the characters for for Smite um, for about a year and a half. Um, and then uh, big life transition and move into uh, where I am now kind of took me out of the industry a little bit and so I'm I'm still doing sound design for um, you know for an independent game a really small kind of game but it's really interesting to see the the differences between working for a, a studio like Hi-Rez or yeah. I contracted with Hi-Rez so I worked for a different game audio company that contracted with Hi-Rez so working for you know, high res on one of their games as opposed to working on this independent game that's got like three people working on it. Yeah. Um, completely different experience. And, um, but I loved it. I still love sound design and, you know, I'm hoping to be able to do more of it um, uh, in the future. Uh, but currently, you know, I'm not doing too much of, of that anymore and I'm doing a lot more production, yeah. um, production audio and that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm playing a lot of games with, with Skitch here and uh, our Indeed. And um, yeah, hoping to, to continue uh, doing that. I think we'll be playing till we're old, you know. Probably. Um, Even if we have to take a break when kiddos come around or Right, exactly. And... That's where Southpaw is right now. We got a guy named Southpaw who uh, yeah. just had a baby recently. He used to play with us all the time, and then he just kind of stopped. He's, he's basically playing Rocket League now because he can fire it up real quick and right. play a couple games and then go take care of a crying baby. Right, you know? and that's how uh, Trey was. He's one of uh, one of our best friends, but yeah. he hasn't been able to play a lot lately, but yeah. I see him get on and he's playing Assassin's Creed or right. something right, right. that he can jump on, doesn't have to you know coordinate with yeah. people. Um, but that's, you know, I think games are a big part of, of what we're doing and who we are, and they impact us greatly. Um, For sure. And I think we're going to get into that in another episode, too, like how, how games affect adolescents, how they affect yeah. um, us. And uh, So I mentioned I'm a PhD student. I'm doing research, some research on video games and how they affect people, and both positively and negatively. Sure. Pretty excited. I'm pretty excited to get more into that and learn more about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and we're going to be talking about that during uh, some future episode, hopefully pretty soon. Yeah. Um, I'm going over it, too, and trying to, trying to um, take down some notes on it and... So we can have a discussion on it. Yeah, yeah. But I saw that email. I didn't check that article out you sent me. Yeah, uh, but it's super interesting. Um, just games, they're they're incredible. They're fun. They're entertaining. They're educational. Um, yeah. In one degree or another, um, and I think, um, yeah, we'll definitely be playing games. I'll be teaching my kids games. Um, sure. I don't really feel like they're going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll just get more and more uh, immersive, and yeah, um, yeah. we'll uh, get into a situation where we're putting on headsets and jumping into a world. Mm-hmm. Just download our brain right into the Matrix. Yeah. So I can be pantsless. <laughs> like um, he isn't currently. <laughs> just shirtless. 
Um, so yeah, hopefully uh, this podcast um, you guys started doesn't thinking suck. About first off, first yes, first and <laughs> foremost, does not suck. Um, but also gets you thinking about some of the first games that you played. Uh, yeah. Maybe some of those greats from long ago, like Perfect Dark was for me um, on the oh, 64. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun side Gold, note. Goldeneye. Yeah. Fun side note. Me and my friends used to play Perfect Dark, and we would create a Janet Reno bots. <laughs> so that we, we designed her, designed the character, the robot, to look like Janet Reno, and we all fought Janet Reno's. Um, Reno bot. Yeah. Um, That's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, just... You know, going back and thinking about one of the some of the first early games that you you guys played, uh, you listeners, and um, maybe thinking about some of the the games that stand out to you uh, in your history and yeah. Um, you well, know. if you if if you do think of those and you want to share them with us, don't you have we have a Twitter for the podcast? Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the EG Podcast. Um, let us know what you guys are thinking. Uh, tag us on on some of your posts and. Um, We'll have a conversation there. I'm also on Twitter personally. It's um, twitter.com backslash sketch256. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you guys want to um, shout out to us and, and tell us some of the the early games or the great games of your histories and your past and what you got into, what got you into gaming and um, share some of those things with us, uh, that'd be great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and uh, hope you guys will join us for the next one. We don't know what we're going to be talking about, but Mm-mm. it's probably going to be do- dealing with games. Um, that's mm. probably for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Take care.